The live stream of tonight's podcast is made possible by our buddy Ian Service over at podcastaccelerator.com. Hey Trace, it's Al. Can you read the limerick tonight? Matt's in Mexico. Well, that must be fucking nice. Whether sharing a girl or a brain, our boys are really one and the same. So Jeff's come to make some noise, some wheel snipe silly boys, because Riley and Jonesy are checking in the game. Why don't you smash up his place, bro? Fucking long hair, don't care, bro. We find the skids and we have that fucking Donnie brick, buddy. Buckets off. Fucking rip over there and just conflict. Fight, injure, kill. Oh, ball up, bang out, buds. Bust on, bust up. Download the scrap app. Hug nasty, truculence, perky. A little squabble, a little quibble. Smackdown. Far spats, schism. We are at this level, yeah. but we need to get to this level. That fresh produce stand there, that's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the produce stand. Podcast being covering everything in that universe. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Kenny out there, but this one is at this level. And it's about to get to this level. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm Al, your host. Joining me in the room, as always, oh, that was bad. is the lovely laughing Tanya and the non-vacationing Victor and filling in for vacationing Squirrely Matt. Playing the role of Squirrely Matt is the one and only awesome. And joining us this week, he's a pop culture nerd, a Letterkenny lover, a TV and movie buff, a Green Packers, Green Bay Packers owner, Red Sox fan, but we won't hold that against him, an animal lover. He's the hand of the king and a good guy. He's a really good guy. Please join me making some noise for Jeff. Wondrous. Oh, my God. Welcome to the produce stand, Jeff. Hey, how are you now? <laughs> Good and you? Not so bad. Excellent. So, Jeff, this is your first. Uh, you've been on our, uh, you know, on egg halls and after parties, but th- this is your first solo show. So, we have to ask you our standard questions. When did you discover Letterkenny? Oh, that was pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. That was in the before time. Mm. Um, I think it's about the time maybe season three or season four came out. Okay. And on my good buddy Marcus, uh, we were down at his place for a wrestling pay-per-view. And um, as usual, we usually do some pop culture stuff. And he was like, hey, you guys got to sit down and watch this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uh, he said, give it at least three episodes and before you make your decision and so you know we watched three episodes and I, when i got home that night i just put it on put on hulu and just boom and right. it's been been running with it ever since did like they say constant did they say skip fart book he did not say skip fart book oh, he's okay. actually one i think he actually kind of likes fart book oh, okay all right so i'm not holding <laughs> it against company. him right <laughs> all right um and uh when did you discover our podcast um I was it was on yeah, on Twitter at at some point. Um, it was probably during lockdown, um, and uh, uh, yeah, I was just diving into everything Letterkenny, and uh, mm-hmm. I think you sent out an invite or something to me, or 
or hit me up on on Twitter and it's like, hey, you know, check us out and you know, been with you guys ever since. It's a good group of people, really good group of people. Awesome. Well, it would have to have been during lockdown. Mm -hmm. That's when we started. Yeah. Yeah. I did not start until 2020. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you being part of the crew. I mean, you are a, a very active and important member of the uh, the TPS DGEN. So uh, we appreciate And or you're also one of the, uh, like, you've got, like, all the swag. Uh, can we comment on how much merchandise you actually own? Like, <laughs> there's so much of it. Oh, probably. yeah. Bruh, swagged up. Yeah. Yeah, probably thousands of dollars worth, you That's, know. Oh, my goodness. It's crazy. <laughs> well, look, he's got two jerseys that we can see yeah. right there. And That's he's right. sat in front of a third one. Yeah. yeah. You know, those jersey. things ain't cheap. I don't know how many T-shirts by now. More on the way because I ordered some Shorzy stuff for Christmas. Really? Wow. Oh, Did yeah. you hit that 30% off Cyber Week sale? <laughs> I didn't. I I, I I jumped the gun and 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 did it early. I wanted to make sure they'd be here in time for Christmas. So uh, pay a little. Uh, well, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. We're going to have a lot of fun. So let's just get started. How are you now? Uh, tonight's lineup is Al, Tanya, Victor, Awesome, and our guest, Mike. We'll have the last word. So I guess we start yeah. with, sorry, Jeff. Did I, oh, God damn it. See, I'm just. Mike. One job. Mike. I'm, 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 Mike was from last week. I didn't update the script. I yeah, apologize. Yeah, you used last week's script yeah. like usual. Look, I'm just having one. Okay. Look, listen, people. I'm sleeping on my kitchen fucking floor, all right? <laughs> Thankfully. No, you used that one last week. Well, you can't I'm not, use but that I'm one still, again. I'm, it's still happening. <laughs> Tonight, hopefully, is the last night I sleep in the kitchen. I've been assembling the, the IKEA bed frame, which is like overly complicated. Uh, and I was hoping to get it done today so I can sleep in it today. But no. Have to wait until tomorrow. Luckily, I have tomorrow off, so I've got all you know all the time in the world to get all that sorted out. But uh, anyway, it's been it's been an okay week. Uh, you know, I just put out the last of my work podcasts of the year today. So uh, shop talk is out now, and thank God I can kind of exhale a bit with work. Although I do have one last uh, interview podcast that I'm doing as a, as a favor for another coworker. But uh, other than that. I'm cruising into uh, the new year. Uh, I've got lots of vacation days to make up, so I'm taking like every Friday off uh, from here until the new year. I've got the week between Christmas and New Year's off. I'm even taking next Thursday off so I can hang out hang out with the uh, DJs that are coming up for the Sud Sudbury Saturday night uh, game. So I'm looking forward to hanging out with all you beautiful people. So yes, spirits are up. Things are looking up for me. Uh, but I'm still tired, and obviously my brain is still foggy. So uh, apologies there. Um, what have we been watching? Uh, the Crown. We're what Crown. Uh, episode six of the new season of The Crown. It's been great. I just uh, watched Red Ready Player One the other day. Yesterday, actually, I hadn't seen that one in, in ever. So uh, check that out. It was okay. I didn't mind it. It was kind of neat. A little bit prophetic, actually, for <laughs> with what's going on. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else important to talk about. So I'll pass it on to Tanya. Really now? Oh, wait, there's one thing. Don't say anything. <laughs> Tomorrow is our 22nd wedding anniversary. Ooh. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, I was going to let you say it, but, but... <laughs> anyway. Really now? So, um, so we're going to be doing some, some, something for that. I'm sure You're tomorrow. so funny. <laughs> Sleeping in your own bed, sleeping in my own bed, or maybe That's our gift maybe to the, each other. the bed will be assembled. She'll be sleeping in it. I'll be on the couch still. Anyway, either way, you'll be in the kitchen. I'll be in the, back in the kitchen. 
<laughs> there we oh, go. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, been, been married 22 years. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Going on. Uh, oh, my. We were. T- well, my God. We were together six years prior to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I took my time. So we. Uh, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. <laughs> You got your 10,000 hours in. We, we did. We, we, we did, did everything in increments of six years, right? We we started dating, and then six years later, we were married. Yeah. Married, And our first, we didn't have our first kid until six years later. And then our second kid, we aimed for six years. It ended up being seven years later. But uh, Well, I got pregnant at six. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, yeah. There you go. Six is our lucky and then, number, apparently. And then I got the kitchen. And I said, I get to choose the next six. Mm-hmm. And I said, the kitchen. Yeah. And then, so that's how the kitchen got in there. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we, uh, we discussed what our anniversary present to each other was going to be and, uh, debated whether we were going to go out for dinner or order in and assemble our bed because <laughs> we've been, um, separated for the last, uh, I don't know how many weeks we've been on this. Uh, I've been sick and well, anyways, yeah, it's been a wee bit chaotic. Yeah. Um, oh, look at this. We've been together longer than Chad's been around. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's we're, probably happened. Oh, man. The Chad, worst, the worst birth. We could be Chad's parents. How scary is that? Oh, my God. That's no, he's scary. No, we couldn't be his parents. Well, we're not that what, old. That's what he says. What? Damn it. <laughs> yeah, but he oh, might be man. miscounting as well. That's he might awesome. be miscounting. God damn it. Uh, actually, that was the biggest burn. I, I was working with this girl and I said uh, that I've known my mother-in-law for 26 years or whatever it was. And she's like, oh, that's how long I've known my mom. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, He's counting in Jedi years. So. <laughs> Uh, Maybe she's just not counting the first two where kids are basically just gelatin. Yeah. And they just don't even know what's going on. Um, Yeah. So I don't remember. This week's been a bit of a blur. I can't believe we're on Thursday. It's it's just been one thing after another. If, if we're not working, we're trying to assemble something or move something uh, or wash the floor or uh, paint the walls or take off tape. It's just like every minute of every day is seems to be... Uh, trying to get us back to um, where we should be, yeah, just and, so that we, uh, then we put, can put, put up the house together, yeah, so that we can yeah. just tear it apart and put Christmas then out and uh, make it cluttered again, <laughs> but cluttered in a fun way. So mm. that will be fun. Hopefully, uh, that can can happen by Sunday. But other than that, like it's just it's just been all work and no play. So looking forward to playing. Looking forward to seeing you guys. Some mm-hmm. some of you guys. Yeah, next Thursday. It'll next Thursday. Oh my! Can't even believe that that's next Thursday. Al just mentioned that. I'm like, oh my god, is that next week already? So I guess we're not doing a a, a podcast next week. Well, I'm going to bring my field recorder. I'm going to record some Are you on not? on the on the scene sounds, and oh, I'll put out an episode probably Friday with with some compiled audio from Thursday. So it should be fun. Very good. Victor, how have you been? Other than getting a new computer and making us wait while you set it up, you so there's, bastard. You know, there's like two circles that are crossing each other. One solid circle, <laughs> one circle with a dimple in it, and then um, and then what looks like an infinity symbol. <laughs> so I have it set to the two circles crossing each other like a Van Dyke. You can do one c- circle with a dimple. That means it'll be only one direction. It'll only catch you. The other one yeah, will so, mean it, it, you can record so from I've both sides. So I've got the Venn diagram happening right now. It, oh, so that's, okay. is that's that fine. working? You sound you? great. You sound All great. Right. And then there's a gain and a volume knob. Yes. Yeah. It's called a microphone, Victor. 
Thank you for using it. Two years in. Two fucking years in, Victor. You've had that microphone the entire time. Alan, (laughs) you are just feeding the beast. Quit while you're ahead. Anyway, um, I got it all set up. It's working great. Um, Just wanted to share. Uh Uh, So, (laughs) not really an eventful week. Uh, Just really busy at work. But I'm looking forward to tomorrow because um, with the company that I'm with, I actually used to be part of the Canadian member firm. And for the last uh, two years, I've been part of the global, I guess, mm-hmm. global team. And it's my old colleagues from the Canadian member firm are having their holiday party in the office tomorrow. And they've invited me. So I'm going to truck out to the office and, uh, oh, cool. and hang out with them and uh, have some eggnog so and all that jazz. Rub elbows with the peons. Exactly. exactly. The, the, the Canadian peons. All right. Cool. Canadians, yeah. Yeah. So uh, aside from that, I don't know. I don't have any updates. Mm-hmm. I got, you know. Actually, you already had uh, the excitement with my technology update. <laughs> yes, thank you. Very exciting. Awesome. Filling in, uh, playing the role of Matt tonight. Uh, thank you for joining. Uh, Where's Matt feel- again? He's in Puerto Vallarta. Oh, and he's down te- to Minigan. He's uh, teasing us. He's in Minigan? Oh, that's Mexico. He's teasing us with. Um, Where is Minigan? No. Puerto Vallarta is West West Mexico. It's yeah, the Puerto side. Vallarta is uh, not on the Baja Peninsula, but it's on the. The, yeah. the bay there. We usually go to Cancun, which is on the east side in the, in the Gulf yeah. of Mexico. There could be some on. Dominicans vacationing there, but but it's not the yeah. same. Mexico doesn't allow me there Dominican. anymore. Yeah, Dominican, yeah, down in Dominican. So uh, he's down there. So um, awesome. You've been sick for the last, oh, no. what, month? <laughs> how, yeah. how are you feeling? So, so, like I made the supreme sacrifice of watching my sister's kids as they were variously <laughs> sick from like the week before Halloween through now. And they have given me every single fucking germ that they have come into contact with. Kids are and it has brung me low. Oh. Like, honestly, I have been on straight liquids for 10 days. Oh my. Like I only started eating solid foods two days ago. Yikes. Well, keep it up. Keep uh, so hydrating. Am I going to be like hugging from afar? Like, what's that going to no, look like? What's no, that going to no, Please. I, I'm on top of this. I'm pounding vitamin C like Chuck Tingle <laughs> wrote a tingler about it. I, <laughs> I cannot be sick again. I, no, I've, I've already I, declared no more illnesses listen, for this year. Sick, I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> I'll do it live on Zoom so y'all can watch. Oh, my oh that's, good. Good. that's All right. horrible. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, no, I, I I am avoiding everyone. I am like social distancing from everything. I have been testing. It is not the coronavirus. Yeah, it's same. It's, pro- it's probably July. the same thing that hit Tanya and the yeah. kids like and, last month. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, remember, I had it back in July, and all I, when I had coronavirus, the only thing that happened was I had a slightly runny nose for eighteen hours. Yeah. No, oh, I know everyone's saying that this RSD or RSV or whatever R-S-V. it is, yeah, um, is worse. It's hitting is. them worse than than Corona yeah. did. Yeah, it's weird. God. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. It's, it was horrible. And so yeah, I've just been like, I don't know what fucking day it is. Oh, that's all. Well, it's Thursday. So, you got well, one, you got one week. Yay for yep. eating solids again! Congratulations. Uh, this this time next week, we should all be having a drink somewhere in Vaughn together so Hell let's, yeah. let's I, I, I was yak. confused it looked like that thing got canceled but the got invite canceled. it went out and then it was canceled no I, I didn't 
Shouldn't be. I'll I'll resend it to you if uh, if. Uh, yeah, I got a I got a canceled email afterwards. So from from Miriam, I think. Oh, well, Miriam probably doesn't want you to go, but you know, since you're a, <laughs> one of the panelists, we'll we'll. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I, I right now I'll need to figure out how to get there because it's the same night as Linda's Christmas party at work. Oh, so well, see if you can oh, maybe work out with Matt to come together or something like. Uh, yeah, I know it's um, hard to arrange with him right now. Or. Maybe if he, can, if he can pick me up at like Kipling station or something like that. It, Victor, if he can't, I will, because I'm off that day anyway. So I'm going to be driving awesome all, all over the place. How She's, am I getting there then? Well, I'm going to come and pick you up and yeah, it's no, no. Yeah. Okay. Might, might it sounds like it's going to be a, a, a logistics thing that well, sh- we should yeah, take we'll fig- off. We'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, figure it out yeah. uh, offline. No, uh, my plane lands at six in the morning, your time. Yes. So I won't be with there with at- or without you. Why? <laughs> I won't be there that Why? early, but uh, uh, I will get up because I've, I've got I've taken the day off, and I will come and get you, and we will go have a Timmy's breakfast or something, and uh, and figure something out. Yeah, I appreciate the hell out of you, bud, because mm-hmm. like hanging out in the airport for like a solid nine is not my idea of a good night. Yeah, and I, I believe the next arrivals for from the group aren't there until like noon or one o'clock or something. Oh. So. Yeah, till like one. Yeah. So anyway, we will hook up. We will hang wow. out. I will show you Von Mill. I'll show you all the <laughs> all the places to see in Vaughn, Ontario, which aren't a lot. Anyway. Right. Um, all right. We're gonna go to Bass Pro. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you'll see the parking lot that Victor, Matt, and I used to meet at for our uh, our meetings when we were, like exchanged <laughs> our uh, outside meeting, yeah, our outside meetings <laughs> during the pandemic, the COVID <laughs> meeting, where you were just oh, uh, you sit on. And there was your- a lot of excitement. <laughs> a lot of the the Americans coming up, they're excited to see a Toys R Us, so I can take you to our local Toys R Us too. There's no Toys R Us in yeah, the states. No, because uh, I I will get some shit at Toys R Us because I got niblets <laughs> coming out my ears and I gotta get some fucking presents. That sounds painful. Uh, I don't know if uh, you'd find stuff like very cheap. I don't know. Check it out. We'll see. Before we move on to to Jeff, though, I just want to welcome Dave Service, who's uh, a new member of our Discord uh, um, server and a new member to our live stream. Welcome, Dave. Uh, Thank you for joining us today. I think, was it Dave who posted, because everyone's sharing their Spotify wrapped and their uh, other like um, what pocket casts most listened to podcasts. I think it was David who who shared that uh, uh, Produce Stand is his most listened to podcast of 2022. So oh. we appreciate you, Dave. Awesome. If you're the one. If you're not, then you know, forget everything I said there. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the group anyway. Jeff, how's your week been? Uh, not too bad. Um, I work uh, retail manager for mm-hmm. a national mall based. Right. You've been busy. <laughs> yeah, we've been busy, busy. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting ready for a big visit next week. Um, you know, one of the things I don't think I ever mentioned on the, the the podcast or any of the after parties is one of my uh, one of my proudest accomplishments. I've been there so long, I'm able to uh, kind of bend the ear of uh, some of our buyers at HQ. And just prior to the pandemic, I had been pushing Letterkenny merchandise, Letterkenny oh, merchandise, yeah? um, <clears throat> and our our VP Ed was trying to track down the license, and it literally took him probably two years, and I kept pestering him and pestering him. And finally, um, uh, yeah, after about two years, one day I just got, I'd, I'd given up and right. he sent an email and he said, Hey, talk to the letter Kenny people today. We got something in the works nice. and then COVID hit. Oh. And so everything got pushed back. But um, one of my proudest accomplishments is we did end up having two or three 
um, t-shirts in, in, in the stores. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, you just want to, you wanted a company discount for more merch. That's all you want. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be taking me. advantage of Jeff's company discount for merch. Um, like but the thing, send that shit. I'll, I'll PayPal you. Well, see, the thing is the, the, the problem is, is they didn't like with everything going on with COVID mm-hmm. everything got lost in the jumble. And I don't think they really didn't properly promote it. So we only had the merchandise in the stores for probably about six months and then went to clearance. Now you can't find now it's not oh, in the stores. Anymore. That's too bad. Um, but if Jared is listening, you know, you <laughs> yeah, know which <laughs> um, you know, it's not in any other malls out there. Mm-hmm. You know which one it would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was me. That was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Take> credit. <laughs> nice. Did you guys get any Fungo Pops in or was it all just kind of t-shirts and stuff? They did them they did them on our website only oh. and I didn't get them into the store. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, they did do the Funko Pops and um unfortunately they had two on there at once and I'm like I'm not going to order just two, I want all four. Mm-hmm. And then when they had the other two, the first two were gone. So I'm like, yeah, I never got the uh, chance to get them. So now I'm looking for them online and um not wanting to pay an outrageous price, but sure. um be cool to have them. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Other than that, no, everything's going good. Everything's looking up and, uh, you know, just looking forward to getting through December and maybe have a restful new year. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what you need to get you through uh, the shopping season is uh, some caffeine. So let's, let's hear from our sponsor. Hey there, how are you now? Good and you, not so bad. You want to talk about Kamari coffee? I was going to say coffee squirreling, Dan, as in diabolical coffee. Okay. I am sorry for my outburst earlier. Apology accepted. Cunt. Now, as I was saying, they got the stuff at the produce stand. Isn't that right, Dickskin? Dickens. And maybe we should let Glenn handle the read. Well, it is devilishly good coffee and diabolically awesome swag. And speaking of swag, I've designed some new t-shirts. Want to see? <clears throat> There's a roast for all tastes. You can order bean, whole bean. Can I get a course? We've got a course. Let's get standard grind. Standard grind going once. We got espresso in the back. K-Cups really should be part of this conversation. Use the promo code PRODUCESTAND for not 10, not 15, but 20. That's 20% off the purchase of any coffee or merch. What if I get a bit of both? Well, then that's 20% off your total purchase for a grand total of 20% off. Sold! Speaking of merch, I've got these t-shirts. That's enough, Pastor. Last time I had coffee this good, I was down Minikin with a few buddies. These tasties. McMurray! <clears throat> Thank you, Diabolical Coffee and Eric, for your support. Yes, thank you, Eric, for your support. I guess I'm going to have to do up a new commercial for season 11. We'll have to figure that one out. Uh, speaking of support, welcome to new Twitter followers. Dan Dan Noodles, Ozzy from the Multiverse Sim- Simulator, Harley W., Patricia Kennedy from New York slash D.C., Kazimierz uh, Koshan, Dominic from Pittsburgh, Underdog from the United States, Jeff MCL from One Wrong Term from, from uh, Tennessee, uh, who the owl from United States, Jason from Iowa, Peg Beam from P- Portland, Texas, T from USA, uh, holy crap, it's Daniel Mountjoy from Palm Springs, California, Brendan from Bill's Mafia, Stuart from Pockmarked, Georgia, uh, at E to the ZY, uh, Tori from Georgia, GB75, R. James Trogger, uh, Jennifer uh, Coe from Nebraska, Dead by Daylight, uh, Riona, uh, Jim. H. Jr. from Vermont, the su- the Sunday Night Army from Windsor, Ontario, Mark, Dave Chandler from Halifax, Dan Kwatskowski from Calgary, Kanglemen, uh, Larry Roberts from 600 miles south of Ann Arbor, Mostly Bad Poetry from Jumping Out in a Dormitory Window, Third Liner, Aaron Wells from Denver, Brian 
uh, uh, Logadis or something like that, Log Dice. Uh, Michael from Australia. Uh, Stephen Moriarty from Methune. Oh, wait. Methune. Massachusetts. <clears throat> Twinkie. Jacob Daunt. Dylan Walsh. Peaceful troublemaker from Arkansas. Laurel. Lori Alton from Frozen North. Redbound from Any and All. Uh, Tomasina Binder from v- Vancouver. That's how far behind we are. She joined our group four, five months ago. Oh my, and six months ago. Six months ago, and I'm only getting to her name now. Brandon Lowe, uh, Share 20 from Ohio. Dude, Mr. Salmi, uh, Boston Terrier Lover, 89 from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Jason Moore from Glenshaw, Pennsylvania. Uh, Mac from Cleveland. Stevens and me. Uh, thank you for following and hopefully for listening. Previously on Letterkenny. Uh, last week we had our buddy Mike on to kick out his favorite Letterkenny holiday moments. It was a warm and tingly episode. This week we're going to bro up with our buddy Jeff, who's bringing us his favorite Riley and Jonesy moments. So, well, don't bore us. Get to the chorus, Jeff. Before we begin, talk about uh, what you did to get to this list. All right. So let me start by saying that I overthought everything mm-hmm. multiple times. Um, <laughs> You would think it's Riley and Jonesy, so you wouldn't think you would. There's there's thinking involved, right? Um, but no. Um, first off, though, let me say, Victor, I'm, I'm going to rip the bandaid off right away. There's no hockey in any of these scenes. <laughs> no blue bandaid ripped. <laughs> um, yeah, secondly, just, just the reason set the bar low, and then when you get over it, congrats. <laughs> well, secondly, the real reason that Uncle Cousin Squirrely Matt isn't here is because he owes me money. Um, family thing. Um, but for the, when I was choosing my clips, I had probably, I think I started out, I had like 46 of them. Hmm. And then I was trying Holy to slowly crap. narrow them down from there. Oh, um, what I did though, is I tried to eliminate character. I try, I like, I didn't want to go with Shorzy clips um, mm-hmm. because a lot of times when it's Riley Jonesy and Shorzy, the clips really centered around Shorzy. Right. Mm. Um, and it's the same thing. I didn't want to go with any coach, uh, many coach clips, because you know when when coach is there, it, it's more the joke's more around coach. Right. Um, sure. So that was like a big part of my methodology. There were so many great clips that could easily have been included here, and I know I'm going to miss, you know, some people's favorites. Um, ultimately, you know, it's my list, so I'm gonna absolutely. Right. You own it, bud. Don't uh, right. don't worry about anybody I'm else. I'm just gonna say, if you miss out on the gym scene from Bush Party season, we're gonna have beef. <laughs> we might have beef. Um, I had I, I fielded it out to, to a couple of my buddy Marcus who introduced me to the show, and I said uh, said Hey, are there any scenes that you think I really need to be included? Um, this was after I'd sent you my top ten, so mm-hmm. it really didn't matter. Um, yeah, did. <laughs> look, you you whittled it down to ten. There there could be another twenty, I'm sure, but uh, th- th- oh, yeah, this is were, were funny, this but, is your ten. I, there was another one is like the spelling bee because Riley and Jonesy were great in the spelling bee episode, <laughs> yeah. but so many of their scenes were really short. Mm-hmm. So I didn't include any of those in there because it would have just been, you know, you know, done. Sure. No, you do the porn edit, right? You just do a little compilation clip. Uh, Al's got one job. I didn't want him to give him two. Thank you, Jeff. Nice. <laughs> Jeff, you're my favorite. You're my favorite. All right. Well, let's get this rig rolling uh, because uh, I, 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 I know the clips. I've seen them, and I think you did a good job. So let's uh, – here we go. Share a screen. <clears throat> We're going to start off with a little bonus clip off the top before we get Jeff's to the countdown. Riley and Jonesy moments. This is my honorable mention. Why isn't that 
Let's try that Jeff's again. Jeff's favorite Riley and Jonesy moments. I always have to do it twice. I once accidentally shut my pants while masturbating in 2010 when Crosby scored an OT to win gold while I was simultaneously mid-orgasm. <laughs> there was no one else there. But don't you think that's a good story? Right, I'm just gonna go ahead and spell this right the fuck out for you boys. The girl that you're all in love with, she's a puck bunny. All right, that's just a little teaser. Uh, that's not one of his top ten, but uh, yeah, I love that scene. <clears throat> I miss Boomtown. He's uh, he's so fun. I love Boomtown. I was gonna say because that's definitely hockey related. Yeah, no. Well, there's no hockey action. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I remember when action. Dean asked me to gif that particular scene, mm-hmm. and that was a lot of work because Boomtown's dialogue is so fucking dense. <laughs> like, I had to shrink the text down so much because it was like three lines on each gif, and if I didn't, it would take up like half the real estate, and it's just wild. Well, and not to overanalyze, but Boomtown, I mean, originally this was just kind of titled best of the hockey players so boomtown you know he's a hockey player Mm -hmm. but with him like he's one he's like the hockey player um from the irish that evolves Mm -hmm. so i think he had like a concussion or two along the way because oh you know his dialogue the first few times you see him is completely delivered differently than the last Mm -hmm. few times you see him and it's an amazing i mean it's a great character development arc well but he also uh, his evolution because he he get he separates from his wife right because of like the first few times he loves his wife right he loves whatever he loves leg day like he loves his wife intensely and and then uh, angie comes in and ruins his life by uh yeah, being, we learned yeah. so much more about Boomtown, like proportionally, mm-hmm. than literally anybody else in that locker room. And it is buck wild. Yeah. Every single thing he says is wilder than the last. <laughs> and this is already a buck wild show to begin with. So the yeah. bar is that fucking high. Yeah, well, and the cool thing, too, I mean, there's something neurological going on there because his delivery and speech pattern early on is different than. You know, oh yeah, yeah. No, that better. man has like capital T trauma registered <laughs> trademark. <laughs> Fucking. All right, let's get started with the top ten here. Number ten. Number ten. Look at Kulsi out there. It's just dog shit. Mm, Claude Giroux, Roberto Puongo. I mean, look at you. You're fucking Kenny Costa out there, bud. You're Harry Highslap, buddy. Corey Clapbomb. Thank you. Sniper. Sniper. Didn't your coach tell you to get in shape? So cheat dead. We're gonna be ripping silly fly magics right after this, so they cancel each other out. Then it's arms. Just ripping concentration curls. Just ripping crossbody hammer curls. Just ripping alternate dumbbell bicep curls. Just ripping line close grip bar curl and high pulley. Just ripping alternate one arm dumbbell creature curls. Just ripping standing one arm bicep curl over incline bench. You're an idiot. We're smoke bombing over to throw some weights around right now. You wanna come? Okay. Ninja Joss. Resistance training! Osteotrophy! Take some snaps of a snipe! Yeah! Take some snaps for a Facebook snipey! Take your shirts off! Push off, boys! Gentar, boys! Take a knee, boys! Grab a knee, boys! 
Those beta blockers really helped you up your explosive potential, bro. Muscular endurance, muscular strength, bro. Really working those fast-twitch muscle fibers, buddy. Isokinetic exercise really test the lactic threshold, buddy. You're never gonna plateau with that overload principle, buddy. Rate of perceived exertion. You really hit your target heart rate with vigorous intensity. Thanks, buddy. So, we got in shape and studied the tape. You gonna come watch us play with intensity tomorrow? Yeah, I could do that. Wheel snipe, Sally, boys. Dirty fucking dangles, boys. Ninja dust. <laughs> All right, Jeff, talk about this clip. So this clip to me spells out like everything that Riley and Jonesy are really about. Um, Sandoz, hockey, and sex. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I, it's early on. You'll see like they're very they're stupid jocks, but they're kind of bullyish, bullish, bullyish. I don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, stupid jocks. Um, and it's the stupidity that kind of carries their early scenes. Um, later on, we'll see, you know, I get into it later on when we do another clip, but there's, um, you know, there, there's definitely some evolution with them. Right. Um, but for me, the thing with that scene is, uh, you know, I get the ninja dust thing, which is kind of a re- uh, repeating joke, them just like barking out orders to themselves <laughs> is ridiculous. And it's in, 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 in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you wonder how much of that dialogue they actually understand <laughs> or how much they're just parroting, you know, because, they're using some big words that mm-hmm. I, you know, they can't spell, yeah. <laughs> you know, they, it's like it's, they, they looked up workouts on YouTube and they're just using the, the buzzwords from yeah. Yeah. spelling yeah. and vocabulary are two completely different yeah. skills. And yeah. I say this as a former educator. Sure. But uh, yeah, the fact that they're using these words and, and yeah, and they're not misusing them though. So that, that makes you think that maybe they understand it, but uh, it, it is kind of, weird coming but from during that. the spelling bee didn't they get the word like well that's, that's, or something no, that's what awesome that's <laughs> awesome's point like spelling and and yeah vocabulary are different right but yeah. uh uh the, so this clip is from uh season one episode four so it's early early on might be kind of our well not our introduction to riley and jonesy but it i feel like it's the first mention of ninja dust and and a few of those uh uh tropes that that they come come to a lot uh, I love because one of the things, um, one of the the common themes throughout Letter Kenny is how Riley and Jonesy are just one person, right? <laughs> we'll see later some some examples of that. But the biggest example here, and I saw Casey, you commented on it in, in the live stream, is when Katie says you're an idiot when she's commenting to both of them, calling them both yeah. idiots, and she goes, "You're an idiot." referring to them as one person. Uh, So it's kind of the beginning of that trope too, which is uh, a lot of fun. Uh, Tan, what'd you think? It, you know, for some reason it was the, the highlight of her and the three of them together. And that, um, that relationship Mm -hmm. of them, whatever that is, uh, and being together. And as you said, she relates them as a, as as one person, person. Um, that they're not two people and, and ordering them around, but them looking for her approval. And it's an interesting dynamic between the three. Um, but yeah, the, those, those guys, they're just so, such a beautiful dum-dums. Like I, and I, and I always, <laughs> I, I just, I, I just, I want to take care of them because I just don't feel like they can take care of themselves. Like you guys can scratch that off your yeah. bingo cards. Tanya called them dum-dums and she yeah. wants to take care of them. Those are two <laughs> squares on your bingo cards. 
And these are like full size bingo cards there. too. We're talking a full five by five grid. We're not doing no three by three. There's no here. shots no, on this. Uh, there's no shots. <laughs> Maybe later. Um, yeah, I mean it's a polyamor polyamorous relationship, but I'm wondering if to Katie it's not because she she considers them one person. Victor, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, uh, you know if we kind of go behind the camera a little bit, I think the scene in the uh, arena where they're really spewing out very mm -hmm. difficult lines while eating at the same time. Yeah. I'm thinking that would have been difficult if they needed to take multiple takes because then they're just getting full because yeah. they were taking real bites. <laughs> they were, yeah. <laughs> and and so to kind of spew out those lines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, also with I a thought mouthful, that too. Yeah, that's that's difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, they, they did it again. I don't know how many takes it took and I don't know how many times they have to go to the bathroom. But <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, they they did it. <laughs> No, so when you're shooting a scene like that with food, out of shot, there will be spit buckets, and so. actors will just spit the food out that oh. they've been chewing up. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. So somebody's it job. Is really nasty. Somebody's and job. That is actually is to something bring... I learned from Hannibal because this... there was so much fucking food on Hannibal. Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. Awesome. What did you think of this scene? <laughs> so, um, for me, the standout theme of this clip is um episode four uh wingman wayne is when we really establish the riley and jonesy mutual admiration society mm -hmm. um and one thing you'll notice throughout the entire show is that they are each other's main source of intimacy not oh we're, we're gonna sex, see that in, in future but, clips yes <laughs> yeah no but n not not mm -hmm. talking about sex but like just like emotional vulnerability and support and, and encouragement yeah, absolutely and like even when they're just like throwing out all those buzzwords that w it's questionable whether or not they really understand what they're saying mm -hmm. um all they're doing throughout the in the entire clip is just building each other up and reinforcing each other's positive feelings. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very uh, uh, healthy relationship between the two of them. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and for, for, you know, stereotypical jocks, mm -hmm. it is surprisingly non-toxic. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Mike so far has the line in the live stream, one mind, two horns, Katie's ideal man. Well done, Mike. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Like, no, and it, it is it is very telling that she does refer to them as a single mm -hmm. unit. You know, um, there are inseparable, and it, even in um, in one of the um outtakes or one of the Ferda episodes or one of the behind the scenes videos, I think they they even like when the interviewers are speaking to them they even refer to themselves as like interchangeable the dialogue mm -hmm. is like really interchangeable it doesn't matter who says what it's one character Absolutely. with two bodies yeah in in train speak it's called a single multi-unit <laughs> of course okay. it is okay is that I'm one of those you brought that stacked cars train, victor. uh Thank victor you. is that what it is stacked cars anyway here we go let's go <laughs> to the next clip number nine Schmelz ever played Duck Duck Goose? Yeah, the four to six year old group we had at hockey summer camp. What are we, four to six year olds, boys? Just for four to six year olds. <laughs> <laughs> you Schmelz ready? Close your eyes. Duck, 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 
Duck. 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 Goose. Smelt the gong shows, boys. Smelt the gongers. This is better than doing legs, you little bitch. Yorkie, let's do legs right now. Chultzy. I love doing legs, pussy. Fisky. Stairs, works calves, quads, glutes. Boomtown. I love doing stairs like I love winning. Mm. Let's do this, boys! <laughs> Josie's pout. How many games in this season, buddy? 42, buddy. Do you have any baby wipes? <laughs> I don't, buddy. <laughs> All right. Explain yourself, Jeff. <laughs> So the baby wipes line kills me every time. I've watched that probably 50 times. Mm-hmm. Victor's giving me the blue spatula. Yeah. By the way, um, mark off your bingo card for Victor mentioning trains and Victor doing the blue spatula. Oh, there, there you go. Somebody's going to get bingo tonight. <laughs> they are. Um, what is this bingo, bingo game? Before the next scene. All right, hold I'm up. It now. Pausing, pause game. What's going on? I don't know. I, so, I th- think somebody mentioned a bingo card earlier, but I think it was just a joke. But uh, I feel like there could be a TP bingo card and i think we've covered a few of the spots already if there ever is i so want to be a part of it <laughs> no you can't be because like we're the fucking source i can make one i can i made one once for toronto mike's podcast and it was awesome because it like you could just sit there listen to an we episode made one even and- for our our, our uh, trip to newfoundland we made a, a newfoundland bingo yeah, card yeah Anyway, I so, love that idea. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get to work the on that. Thing about this one is yep. like this definitely isn't like the funniest of the Riley and Jonesy scenes, but the reason that I chose it was it um, it's like the first step in really uh, I think developing their character. Mm. Um, they it, it humanizes them because they've gone from being kind of you know the 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 big fish on the senior A team, and now they're mm-hmm. or the big fish in the the was it the senior A team before it's junior B. Junior B. Now they're the the little fish in the, the senior schmelts. Yeah, now they're the schmelts. Yeah, yeah, they're the schmelts. So the the reason I chose this is because they've gone from being kind of the big studs bullies mm-hmm. to kind of being the 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 victims now. Yeah, um, yeah, they're on the back foot. Yeah, and it shows them it shows them from like a weaker spot, um, and it and it really it it, it makes them a little more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Victor, what the fuck? It, what's in your? Why do you have fucking Pokemon in your background? <laughs> it's his gerbil squirrel. Anyway, um, it's a fucking Pokemon. It's got Tan- sparks. Tanya, it's it's you. You're up. <laughs> what, what do you think of the duck duck goose? Um, again, they're my children, and so I want to go in there and set things right. So, um, there's that. I feel bad for them. Like again, it's like what Jeff's saying, right? You, you flip the coin. They've done this before, even with like with the skids, right? With the uh, um, Stewart and and all of the weird things that he does that we just look at him going, "Okay, dude, like, get your act together." And then when he actually looks humanized, and and they, um, you know, make these build these uh, friendships up and stuff like that. Like it's the same type of thing Mm -hmm. that now we're looking at them and we want to cheer for them. They're not just the, the, the two people. They're not the bullies now. They're being bullied. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Victor. 
I don't know. I just that scene, the the butt in the face just just ruins it for me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else. It's hazing. To tell you it's, I mean, it's hazing. It happens in hockey lo- locker rooms everywhere, right? Does it? It's out of pocket. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Does. For me, for me, maybe it's something that used to happen. I think in today's world, I don't think that would fly. To I be think honest. I think hazing still happens. Uh, oh, I think, I think hazing happens. Definitely mm. still happens. I think it happens. I don't just don't think it's as acceptable as it used to be. Oh, it isn't. For sure, but it happens. Uh, I, I, uh, anyway, yeah, is it, no, it's awesome, Stern. Go ahead, Austin. So um, one of the things that we learn in the very first episode of Series 2 is that um, Riley and Jonesy say that they were cut from the chamois in their overage year. And for Junior B in Ontario, that means they are 21. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the Irish team they are grown men they mm-hmm. are married they are adults they have been in senior hockey for a minute they have established careers such as they are um so like the power dynamics as, as was alluded to earlier are very interesting to see them go from being big fish in a little pond being small fry in a very big pond mm-hmm. is an interesting inversion of their characters from series one um and also they they really do act very childish oh yeah and like even in the way they just sit there and take the hazing is extremely childish um, so they're not quite at the point where they have learnt to deal with um, adversity yet in this team. They haven't quite matured enough at this point. Well, it's funny. So it's it's interesting to see that trajectory yeah. as it goes. It's funny as as much as we say there's a lot of not not a lot of character development in Letter Kenny. We do see a lot of development with Riley and Jonesy because. You're right. They go from being the seniors, big shots on the junior team to being the schmelts on the senior team to only a few seasons later being the big shots on that team as well. I mean, to it, being that the, happens in series three. It's right. Really yeah. The very next yeah. episode. And then and then being the coaches on the women's team. So they they actually do grow quite a bit. And and yeah, you're right. Like they're very childish in this scene. They don't get any less childish, but I feel like uh, they do develop. Well, they don't get any less goofy or mm-hmm. silly, but they do yeah. get a little bit less childish. One of the things I would like to say is um, Letterkenny is a very plot light show. It is almost 100% character driven. And so the only stories that you get really are character development um and you know being that it's a sitcom and there is a certain amount it depends on a certain on on a certain amount of homeostasis so things like returning to zero Mm -hmm. at the end of the episode or the end of the series um you do still see quite a lot of evolution in all the characters like at the end of series 10 they're in a very very different place than they started out at the beginning of series one but still showing their butts um yeah yeah <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get this moving by the way the joke of the live stream uh, now goes to tobias they are the butt of the joke so thank you there, Tobias, <laughs> for that line let's uh <laughs> get to the next one 
Number eight. Couple of 5'11s if I've ever seen them. Huh? You're fucking average. Do you think Bush did 5'11? Update. Oh, uh, we couldn't exactly get the club off the ground. You're kidding. <laughs> Told you. Pay up. That's strike one. Moving on. Bro Dude has suggested we lend you resources for a photo shoot. See if we can't get you looking a little less sick. I shot down that suggestion. Gutty. And suggested that any resources lent to Derek Zoolander and Hansel would be misused resources. So, you're gonna do it yourselves. Be models? A photo shoot. Uh. Find a photographer and have them shoot you the way you would like to be portrayed as Bro Dude brand ambassadors. Get a girl or two like this on board to check the representation box, strip them down like this, and send to me when complete. Capiche? Isn't it kind of not PC to include a girl but then sexualize them? Pull your fucking tampon. Can we, can we use those girls? Remember what I just said about misused resources? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and neither one of these girls would cross the street to piss on you if you were on fire, would you? <laughs> You've let me down today. I'm gonna have to take a number on both of you. What's the opposite of he? Uh, yeah, you're fucking right it is. 24 hours. Okay, bro. We're gonna need a mega babe. Hmm. Daryl's ex-sweetie. Is it racist to say that I think that Daryl's ex-sweetie looks like Princess Jasmine? <laughs> Before I let you speak, Jeff, the opposite of he is not her. So uh, <laughs> I take exception to that. Yet another person who doesn't understand what the word opposite means. Jeff, sure it is. what do you think of this? Uh, why did you pick this one? Uh, this one, uh, I mean, there's a couple of great jokes in there. Um mm -hmm. You think Bush did 5'11"? That kills me every time. <laughs> yeah. God, um, never. It never fails. Never um, fails. I love how... So first off, uh, uh, Jared wrote this episode. Kiso wrote this episode. Mm -hmm. um, and this is, you know, later on in the, in, in the show. Yeah. So one of the things that, he, like, he's great about doing is he's got to... When he's writing for these guys, he's got to make them dumb, but not stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And he, he he makes them brutish, but not bullies. And like this particular scene showcases all of that. Um, and it shows them like, like they're being very PC. They're being very progressive and forward thinking. But at the same time, you know, they're horn dogs. Yeah. They're flirting with the girls. While, while well, yeah. She's yeah. It, no, the contrast between them going, that's not really PC to objectify women, but at the same time, staring mm -hmm. at um, mm -hmm. Cassie and Tassie's tits. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. entire it's, time. It's per like it's, it's, it's a perfect blend. It's brilliant writing. Mm -hmm. um, and it, you know, it makes them all that more lovable. Mm -hmm. It's fun acting too. I, I love it when, uh, she asked them, uh, "Do you understand? Do you not understand? Well, whatever, <laughs> understand or whatever." And Riley starts shaking his head, and then he notices. You remember what I just said? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, remember? Yeah, I'm sh shaking his head, but then he nods because he didn't want to be left behind. Anyway, <laughs> right? They've got to look at each other yeah. to to yeah. verify that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Victor, what did you think of this scene? Yeah, I mean, just to Awesome's comments there, I, I, it's a two way street. It's not mm -hmm. like they're 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 sexualizing them. They're standing there being all flirty with them. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's not. I think that's completely on the level and completely equalized. So I don't see any issue issues with that at all. Okay, yeah, the girls are flirting, 
but there is a difference between flirting with someone and literally talking to their breasts. <laughs> okay, which when, is what when, Riley when, and Josie are doing. Sh- sure, sure. But then at the end, when she says they wouldn't cross street to piss on you if there were, if you were on fire or whatever, they basically they said, "Oh yeah, we would." Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, you know. Come on, come on. It's totally even, Steven. And and like they're staring at their breasts, but then they're standing there all sexy. It's not like they're standing there innocent, is innocent like they're, they want it to be in that. They're doing a job, they're in their work uniforms. I, I think, I think they're being, come on. I think they're being, uh, uh I'm gonna say this what? if 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 somebody unzip somebody's shirt. I think I would even look at the breasts. So, like, well, exactly. I don't think <laughs> exactly. that, was, that was an that was okay, a yeah, action draws the eye. But they were doing yeah. that even before that happened. Anyway, okay. I think that they were being they were actually being nuanced, and they they took exception to her suggestion of how the the models would be used. But it didn't mean okay. that they couldn't uh, appreciate the models standing before them. I think there's it's two different things between. Oh, uh, yeah, but, no, yeah. it is. It's a very nuanced <laughs> scene. I'm just saying it yeah. contains contradictions, and that is yeah. the fucking. And point. but and my point is, it's surprisingly nuanced for them, for those characters. Awesome. What do what do you take from the scene? I mean, again, with the, it is nuanced, and. The awareness of right, the consistent awareness of Riley and Jonesy about whether or not something is PC is very interesting because, again, mm-hmm. it marks out a very non toxic example of that kind of bro culture, that kind of jock culture. Yeah. Well, they, um, they know the rules. They just don't always abide yeah. by them. <laughs> the fact I mean, that they pause and say, yeah. well, that's not PC. Yeah. Like, so they know yeah. the rules, yeah. but but then they still act on, you know, they still. Yeah, yeah. they're them. still idiots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that has not changed. Yeah. They have one brain cell between them and they pass it back and forth. Yeah. And when I'm, Katie's I'm, not holding it. Mike makes a good point. It's all very balanced on the show because what two uh, two clips before this. Uh, we had Katie t- asking them to remove their shirts when they were running, yep. doing yeah, wind yeah. And, so. and the, the fact of the matter is, is like the the models, Cassie and Tassie, are not, they're being objectified mm-hmm. by Emma, the bro dude. Rep. Right. And Riley and Jonesy are there passively observing. Mm-hmm. Um, They're participating in that sexualization, but they're not the cause of it. They're not the root of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I I think every. I agree with everything except I don't think they're participating in it because it's equal with the girls. That's not how that works, though. <laughs> the girls are sexualizing the boys, and the boys are sexualizing the girls. Which which makes it even, Stephen. It, it it's, it's a wash. <laughs> Tanya, what do you think of this? Hi. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Good transition now. (laughs) I am am the king of the the, the segues. This is a fun (laughs) clip. It just kind of shows another dimension of them and their interactions with other people in the show. Um, I don't remember people's names, so... um, the them <laughs> uh, uh emma bro dude uh, who's the girl in the middle bro, bro, i can't I think, remember uh, her name yeah the bro dude emma right name emma? Emma. Emma, emma yeah and, Sorry. yeah and then cassie and fassie cassie, cassie and tassie <laughs> right not lassie no sassy oh sassy? here's one thing i wanted to mention mm-hmm. i i genuinely i still do not get why she looks like princess jasmine is a joke i don't 
I think the joke isn't that she looks like Princess Jasmine. I think the joke is he thinks it might be it might be racist to think she looks like Princess Jasmine. I think that's the joke. Is it racist that I think she she looks like Princess Jasmine? How does she look like Princess? I don't even. I don't think she does. But I think there's a you're missing the point. There's a running there's a running Disney joke when it comes to Riley. Right, right. right. I knew that part. They make fun of him because he's a been on Disney in movies. Disney's descendants. So the, yeah. I think the funny part of that though isn't that she looks like Princess Jasmine. It's that he thinks it's racist for some reason that she looks like Princess Jasmine. Like what? Because uh, she's French Canadian or something? Like a Nick? Yeah, because like, she's white. <laughs> I don't know. Don't get and that. And Jasmine is very, very, very Indian. Middle Eastern. Or, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a uh, who knows? But anyway, it's know. it's a ridiculous joke. Here we go. Let's let's move on to the next one. Awesome. This one's for you. Number seven. Woo-hoo. Saying all that, not that one. Why don't us three go for a beer right now? Well, Sunday's wide open, buddy. What's the plan? Better think of something, bro. Idle minds, devil's playground. Kids in sports, stay off streets. You think what I'm thinking? Sex. With, With girls. <laughs> Wheel snipe, silly boys. Wheel snipe, cell phone. Wheel snipe, sold me. Stick taps and dating apps. How's your swipe game, buddy? Buddy, I'm swiping on all four cylinders. I'm legendary REM frontman Michael Swipe, you? I'm Rowdy Rowdy Swiper. Mm, ripping tarps off puck picks on my Tinder. Clutch. Mandatory pick of a fish you once caught for added depth. Ripping dog picks and suited up snaps on my Bumble. Dapper look appealing to the ladies have first choice ordeal. Wise. Ripping travel picks and food picks on my hinge mm-hmm. with one well thought out office reference. Hashtag Thunder Moon. <laughs> Waitlisted for Raya. Over Raya's head. I gotta say though, bro, I fear we're fast approaching a world where we've smashed every smashable broad within 100 fiscal kilometers of Letterkenny. Sometimes I match with the broad and I'm like, I would smash that broad. Then I cruise through her pics and realize I've already smashed her. <laughs> <laughs> Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, all dry, waitlisted for Raya. Over Raya's head. What do we do till we get on over Raya's Perhaps I can help. Who are you? Abby Goldstein, a.k.a. Golden Bombay. Tight. A.k.a. The Gold and the Beautiful. Sick. Avenged Seven Gold. Nice to meet you. We met last week. Really? Yep, I was your line mate, set you up for a double hattie. Don't remember? Respectfully, Goldstein, whenever I see wheels on hockey bag, I just kind of forget about everything else after that. <laughs> Want my help or not? Uh, I just try to focus, buddy. I'll also try to focus. Yes. You ever heard of J-Swipe? No. It's a dating app just for Jews. Are you Jewish? Full Jew, buddy. But we're not, we're not Jewish. We <laughs> have to check Doesn't matter. You have the option to set your profile to willing to convert. <laughs> Click that button, start smashing Jewish broads immediately. Really? You know how many Jewish broads I've smashed on there? How many? Four. Just four? Guess how many Jewish blowies, though? How many blowies, though? 265, 270. Whoa, that's like a blow every single day of the year. <laughs> you guys are looking at me right now like you've never heard about Jewish girl blowies. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, clueless is just kind of my resting face. Growing <laughs> up, Jewish girls go that's to sleepaway summer camp every summer where they practice giving blowies for like two months. Oh, you could get really good at blowies on a program of that kind. <laughs> you could blowy Sevenier. Or blowy Deschanel. David Blowy. Mm. I feel like there's a lot you guys don't know about Jews. Allow me to give you your judification. Jews clues bring you up to speed on Jewish broads and their people so that you can better navigate J-Swipe. Call me Jew Ferrigno. I'm Jew Barrymore. Oh man. Sick. Uh, although I, I gotta say, buddy, if you can't carry your bag, you really shouldn't be playing hockey. It'd be really great if you could carry it the rest of the way. Yeah, work under the wheels then. You know what, bro? Oh, let's do it. <laughs> oh man, there's so many jokes there, Jeff. <laughs> so this might be the funniest clip of those guys mm-hmm. um and and it's cool because so that that particular episode um 
Ooh, that was uh, season nine, episode four. And it was very light on the other, mm-hmm. uh, like the Hick storyline was kind of light, kind of weak that week. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with the skid. So this storyline was like, like a little I bit. I believe this prevalent. is like the A storyline, right? This is the yeah. main story. Yeah, it is. And, and Riley and Jonesy really don't get A storylines no. often. So there's so much to unpack in that. The wheels on hockey bag part, the, just the way I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that they focus on that. And then the looks that mm-hmm. they shoot Abby Goldstein. Yeah. <laughs> just it's, it's like, you know, card, the fact that it's such a cardinal sin to them mm-hmm. is hilarious. <laughs> and then just, I, I mean, they're clueless morons. Mm-hmm. The, 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 that's like a blowy every day of the year, you know? And it's like, what, 264? You know, yeah. 265, Somebody yeah. can get really good on a program like that. Yeah, be really good on a program of that. Oh, my God. It's just, it's funny. It's just a very funny episode. One of the best of the entire series from them. Hmm. Awesome. What do you say? Oh, she's coughing. She went on mute. How about I? Sorry. Uh, oh. oh. Yeah, you go. I had to cough. (laughs) (laughs) Called it. Um, You know, when the the scene opened up, I thought, you know, these two have a language all of their own. If if somebody tried to carry on a conversation like that with me, I'd be, my resting face would be confused. (laughs) Because I have no, like, I, I really have very little clue as to what they're saying other than, they're on dating apps and 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 banging people because uh, everything else that they say in between all of it is 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 a different language, um, and then they switch over to uh, the other guy coming. And I just it, every that just every single sentence, every single look, every sing, everything. Jeff, this is like this is the top one because they <laughs> nailed it, and every single that whole dialogue, the 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 banter back and forth, um, you know, all I, I'm shocked that there's not t-shirts on on every single one of those lines because they are just absolutely perfect. I it's think- so good too because they're. I mean, they're obviously idiots but there are certain things that they are experts at and they i mean you'd be the first person that that, that, that they you'd run to for mm-hmm. certain things and it's so weird to say that about them you know yeah um they're 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 just brilliant idiots yeah. where where letter kenny shines is one they've they've set up these ridiculous characters all of all the regular characters on letter kenny are ridiculous with maybe the, the exception of wayne uh and katie maybe um is when they bring outsiders in, though, for them to react to, or vice versa, to react to them. That's when it's really fun, and this is that's the case here, where we have Ari come in. Uh, he's an outsider, uh, and he's not part of this world. But now we have Riley and Jones. Yeah, you're right. Like that that scene amps up not when they're you know talking to each other because they're doing yeah. their usual thing back yeah. and forth with each other. It gets better when somebody from the outside comes in and now they're they're reacting to that outsider in their Riley and Jonesy way and it's hilarious it's and it's, that they can't let it go yeah, the bag yeah. with the wheels and his eyes just you can see he keeps on tracking back to <laughs> yeah, the bag it's, it's, it's well like done. try to let it go and yeah. then walking out going okay dude i just like you yeah. and he picks it up jonesy's really good yeah, yeah. he he just kept yeah awesome yeah uh, the physical performance in this scene is impeccable and i it took a couple of watches for me to really pick up on it because i am so used to riley and jonesy being 
basically golden retrievers <laughs> in human shape. I don't credit them with much. Mm -hmm. um, so to to see the subtlety in the actor's performance is a very good. It's a very real treat. Mm -hmm. um, I, it kills me every single time I completely die when they like pause the conversation and they have to consult each other <laughs> to check whether or not they're, they're Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, like, we're not Jewish. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're not great. Jewish, are we? No. 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 no uh, awesome. Not. This this is your sure. episode, right? You were on with us. Yeah, I was episode. I yeah. was on this episode. <laughs> you, you and Victor commiserated um, on on uh, being Jewish and yeah. and whether you get whether day camps were a thing and yes, I remember this episode well. Yeah. Um <laughs> And then there was one other thought I had. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, I may have coughed it out. I oh. every time I have to cough, I lose brain cells. All right. Well, we'll move on to Victor. What did you yeah. think of this scene? Go ahead. I think you. Yeah. I, I mean, it's an incredible scene, and mm -hmm. it really does pre present them as oxymorons, right? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> no, no pun intended, because they are. You know that that example awesome shared is like you know they're that first the first part of the scene before Ari shows up there the banter is so witty and they're mm -hmm. so quick with it that you know a couple of dum-dums like that just wouldn't be capable of mm -hmm. being being so quick and so witty mm -hmm. and then later they're kind of checking with each other if they're Jewish or not so it's like you know it's, so it's it's like it's it's like you know it's an animated character it can't exist in real life <laughs> Uh, but but it but but it does mm -hmm. in 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 the in in the universe. So uh, just just fantastic. And yeah. and the dialogue itself is actually very palatable. I I I think Tanya, if she slows it down and actually listens to it again, um, I think it's 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 not that hard to comprehend what they're saying. It's actually all very kind of down to earth. And maybe I don't know if you listen to Avenge Sevenfold, so maybe you didn't get that reference. But uh, they're a great band, by the way. Underrated. <laughs> Yeah, no, Avenged Sevenfold is a great band. Oh, I remember the other thought I had. Mm -hmm. um, the two actor puns that they make, um, Jew Ferrigno oh. and uh, yeah. Jew Barrymore, mm -hmm. neither of those actors is Jewish either. No. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and very appropriate based on, you know, uh, yeah, their dialogue. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, but, but I mean, it's really fun. Tanya, I had to go and listen to it again and actually see how many references you, 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 you get. I, I, I think you'd, you'd get more of them than you think. I, I do get them, but I don't yeah. get them at the same time. Well, I think, I think it helps to be familiar with dating app culture. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can see that. And I mean, Victor has so much uh, experience with that. Well, I I've never heard of Bumble, <laughs> but I just assumed that's a dating app. Yeah, so no, there you go. And Raya, wasn't Raya the one they can't get on? There was a waiting list anyway. Raya. Raya. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. Here we go. Number six. You plugs are going to learn some jam. It is fucking embarrassing! I'm sick of playing hurt, buddy. You hurt or you injured, buddy? Time is different. My feelings are hurt. No. Your feelings are injured, bro. <laughs> I want dust on Pracky. No Pracky means no game, buddy. I know. I want to dust on Pracky, too. What do we do? Crush a couple Sandos? I don't think I could crush a Sando right now. 
But you love crushing sandals, bro. I know. I'm fucking terrified. Me too. Hey, hey. It's okay. I'm shining, I'm shining, I'm certainly stunning. The bros call me cunning. I know they don't know me, but after my show, and they tell me it's nothing. Tomorrow ain't promised, I live my life honest with no interruptions. Fuck repercussions, I'm living and learning. Working and learning and sharing my sermon. And brothers feel threatened, but that don't concern me. I'm way too white, I feel the verse to deter me. Fuck repercussions, I'm living and learning. New Orleans dreaming while sipping on bourbon. It's tasty, but don't abuse it. You heard me, wish I could go back, but the future look perfect. Jeff, talk about this one. Oh, um, so this is like, you know, one of their most dramatic scenes. Uh, and it's, you know, to them, between them, it's super serious. You know, they're, they're, they're experiencing a crisis here. Mm-hmm. But to anybody watching it, it's hilarious because mm-hmm. they are, <laughs> I mean, Tanya, your mothering instinct needs to be kicking in on that one. Like, <laughs> you, you have to want to hug them and tell them it's going to be okay. <laughs> But it's so absurd. Like they're so scared. There's sexual tension there, you know. Um, it, it's they're so scared to touch each other. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just it's 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 ridiculous. It's kind of poking fun at toxic max masculinity. Um, I, I I just love it. It's a funny scene, mm-hmm. and then like that slow. I mean, I'm glad you went the slow reveal into to, to Glenna there at the end because it just kind of I couldn't cut Glenn out of that scene because uh, I love that. Yeah, it also yeah, it, shows. Yeah, I love how you describe it. It's it, they're they're facing a crisis of identity, right? Because yeah, what's until, what's the lead up to it? I can't so, recall. Uh, this is like they're they're in the senior. This is because they're being treated badly by the senior team and they, they're going they're, the crisis is they're going from they're they're hockey players except mm-hmm. hockey's not fun for them anymore mm-hmm. and they're 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 having this crisis of identity and and what happens uh, the reason i kept the glenn thing in there because what happens is they turn to religion or they glenn convinces them oh there's a hole in your life that religion should fill and they do that for a split second before they realize, no, no, it's not that. We need to have sex with girls and, and, and play hockey again. I want to point out that a major part, the, a major precipitation of their identity crisis is the fact that they had got away from coach. They had oh, left that's right. him yeah. behind that's right. yeah. in Series 1 when they graduated to Senior A. And now he comes out of the locker room and announces to them that the senior team needed a new bench boss. Mm -hmm. So they are now once again, under coach's thumb. Right. So yeah, this is season two. Mm -hmm. So up until now, the seniors were treating them like dog shit. And then they just found out that, Oh, coach is now their coach again, which they want. Another thing that's, that, that's kind of, well, I mean, that I didn't mention, but, but um, like Dylan's acting in that Dylan Playfair's acting in that, 
particular scene is superb. Mm -hmm. Just the look of trauma on his face (laughs) is is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Tan, what do you think? It's just so darn. Yes, Jeff, you're absolutely right. My mom instinct did. Because, you know, they're wanting to touch each other, but you want to be manly at the same time. And then it's just like, well, maybe it's just so like touch your hand, maybe put put my hand out and touch it a little bit. And then they just go in for the embrace. But even the embrace is still awkward, mm-hmm. you know, uh, resting their head on their shoulder sort of thing. And, and I'm surprised there wasn't a back pat because that's usually what guys do to... To, to try to ease to make a, a hug not gay is they pat each other on the back. Oh my! <laughs> well, I, I don't even think it's that. I think they they're unsure of mm-hmm. their welcome with that kind of physical intimacy because they don't get a lot of it. And then once they both establish that they're both okay with it, then they just like fully go for the embrace, and mm. they don't need to no homo it because that's just not something that they do. Right. They've been with the same woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's, there's been a touch here or there. <laughs> oh, well, we'll talk about the the the. Um, but then fast forward, yeah. and they and they wake and they're in bed with each other, looking at each other and they're in each other's eyes. We'll, remember? We'll, we'll talk about oh, the bro yeah. code no, soon. Like, I, again, like I said for the first clip, they are each other's primary source of intimacy, like mm-hmm. emotional intimacy, physical intimacy in a lot of ways, and, and they're just. They're so supportive of each other. They have never not supported each other. Mm-hmm. Like these mm-hmm. two are genuinely attached at the hip. Yeah. And yeah. it's not out of a lack of affection or a lack of other outlets. They choose to be together like this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Victor? Yeah. So, I mean, I think you guys uh, uh, talked about the scene. I don't know how much else I can add. <laughs> But I, I, I mean, it's a pretty ridiculous scene, but um, when, when they started walking through the hallway and the music started playing before, before the singing broke in, mm-hmm. all I could think of is the grassy, the grassy <laughs> of the original, yeah. mm-hmm. because if you remember the opening, it starts, the, the music starts and it's got that really like a cassette tape mm-hmm. wavy sound mm-hmm. to it that I don't think the younger folks can appreciate or understand, but but it's got that same like 80s sound to it. And they're walking in the school and 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 it feels very after school special. And then you see Glenn and the panning up and he looks like he's almost like the principal or the like. So I got those vibes watching that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's that's what I was thinking. Uh, but uh, I mean, you guys nailed it mm-hmm. and describing the letter candy angle. But uh, that's that's what I was thinking. All right. We need to pick up the pace here. We're losing people on the live stream. So uh, let's move <laughs> on to the next scene. Number five. What a pain in the ass. Hey, Ronson. I'd call it a pain in the dick, Dexy. Pain in the ass? Pain in the dick? This This is is the end of days! days. Oh, relax, boys. At least not the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, boys. Could have been the herp dog. Be so calm about this. This is your manhood, boys. Doesn't it just level you to see it like that? This isn't your... This is... Your Your first first STD! Adorable. Wait. This is it yours? No! How many have you had? That's a tough question. I don't even know. Oh my god, is that bad? Oh my god, is it? I'm more trying to think of a time when I didn't have one. Two... 30? You're in the ballpark? (laughs) I think. 
Oh my god. Oh my god, you're terrible. You're terrible. How the fuck can you be so calm about this? This is the end of days! <laughs> <laughs> I think we learned a lesson here, buddy. I think so too, buddy. Which is odd because we're normally all about the anti-lesson, buddy. Put your eyes full hearts, can't lose type of thing. We got what was coming to us, bro. When you compete to take down babes. I nearly win. Still could win. But really, no, no one, one wins. wins. It was that Himalayan Bengali Croat. That rascal. Oh boy. <laughs> It's the end of days, Jeff. So quickly, Jeff. So this one, I, I needed to include a good Dax and Ronzi one. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is like a lot of the Dax and Ron scenes. I mean, those two just eat up the scene. They yeah. they they kill it. And I wanted one that was more focused on Riley and Jonesy. It's a good the pick. reason I chose this one. Uh, they have one of those rare moments of self-awareness. <laughs> Um, and it's hilarious. Um, uh, Riley's reaction in particular, when Dax and Ron are talking about the number of STDs they've had, and he's sitting there with an, a look of absolute horror on his face. Again, I would superb, be too. <laughs> superb acting by Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, his facial expression was just amazing. Um, the the fact that they realized they're usually about the anti lesson. Um, <laughs> it was just great. I just love this scene. Tim. Uh, yeah, like it, 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 it both makes you laugh and cringe. Like <laughs> oh, it's, man. it's got both. So it's cringe. Got- <laughs> yeah. Uh, Victor. Um, uh, again, all I'm seeing is Kasperi happening on screen, but, um, uh, sorry for those that don't get the reference. Is that on the bingo card? I feel like that should be on the bingo card, but only for Victor. Edit. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it might have to be. Uh, I don't know. The only thing I'm thinking of is like they're trying to make it sound like it's cool to have STDs, racks and dogs. And it, it, it isn't. It's yeah. kind of gross yeah. that that's that they're having those 285 days a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's the kind of part I'm thinking. That's not sexy, dude. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, oh, but it's also no. important to remember that this is an adult show like this isn't for kids. So uh, adults should know better uh, and should. Yeah. Um, awesome. Here's, here's the thing. I have conflicting feelings about this scene. (laughs) Um, number one, this scene does, it, it feels like it sets out to normalize having STIs and like trying to take some of the stigma out of it. And for Mm -hmm. that, I applaud the writers. On the other hand, it's a bit of a bad look to have the two gay guys mm-hmm. be yeah. like oh yeah we've had like a million t1 stis yeah um that because that is such an overdone trope in media is that gay men specifically are yeah. riddled with disease and unhealthy because yeah. of their sexual practices so on that side of the coin it's not a good look mm-hmm. um the whole thing where they just try it i they're not glamorizing having an sti they're definitely not um the freak out i feel is a bit over the top it is their first one but like when they went in to get tested they they would have received counseling they would have you know been taught the facts of life 
as they are. I think the, um, the freak out is from all the burn that they're feeling. <laughs> well, right. And the fact that it is their junk, which has up till now been inviolate, which mm-hmm. they're hockey players, they're sluts. Are you really telling me they've never barebacked once? I call um, bullshit. This episode is um, a Kiso special, so I'm not going to question the master. <laughs> I'm I'm questioning it. I'm questioning Jared. Oh, call me. How dare like, you? I have questions. All right, we get, we, we um, need to we need to move on. So one yeah. one one no, last. I, point. I've made my yeah, point. Okay. The only thing I'm going to add to that is this is another one of those scenes where if you look closely at the pill bottle, it says Riley and, Riley Jonesy. and Jonesy. So yeah. another yeah. another one where <laughs> does it? yeah another one yeah. where they're treated as one character as opposed to multiple. Here we go with the next clip. Number four. See y'all know Patty, Patty, Blaker, Johnny, Johnny, Jaker. So, okay, so the target sucks the tit, and then and then what? <laughs> What's all this then? We're just down <laughs> to the nitty gritty here. Titty gritty? On what? How government operatives get their targets? Dental IDs to get their tits sucked. I don't listening. So the target starts sucking the operative's tit, right? Now, the government's inserted a tiny camera inside the areola, and that camera records a dental ID of the target while it's sucking the operative's tip. What if the target isn't into foreplay? Well, then the operative would have to encourage foreplay. She'd have to say something like, hey, you, you want to come over here and just suck on my tip for a little bit? Well, how exactly do you think a tit gets sucked, though? Because when I'm sucking a tit, I have my mouth wide open, usually. But so, like, the camera wouldn't be able to see inside. Well, how do you do it? I don't, like, inhale it or anything. Thing, but it's like, it's like, it's gentle, you know, it's like, um, <laughs> you know, so how would the dental ID get taken if my mouth is closed? Well, that's another area where the operative would have to encourage the target. All right. <laughs> the fact that Riley is familiar enough with mm-hmm. Jonesy's tit sucking technique to mime the tit. Well, he's uh, anyway. Oh, it's we'll, Katie's we'll, tit. We'll get. Uh, okay, here, let's get to Jeff first. This is Jeff's episode. Come on, people. Jeff. I mean, that one was totally self-explanatory. I mean, <laughs> it's just there. They weren't in that clip that much, mm-hmm. but where they were, I mean, boom. I mean, that was mic drop. Yeah, it was um, Riley then, with the assist. Yes. Right, and then to top it all off, if you rewatch that clip, if you guys didn't notice. I mean, it's not Riley and Jonesy, but just McMurray's expression. He's sitting there going, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, oh, it's it's, it's obvious. Yeah. It's, it, it makes it's sense. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Victor, what did you think of this? Yeah, it's just it's stupid. <laughs> you know, a bunch of stooges sitting yeah. around a table. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. I was just amused by all the different hats mm-hmm. around the table. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I was focusing on. And I was thinking, did the letter Kenny, Kenny Irish kind of exist? in the Letterkenny universe from episode one, because Squirrely has the, you know, the hat. Mm -hmm. And then later uh, they have the hat, the same hat that, that um, uh, I think Riley wears Mm. uh, that has the, the Irish logo on it, but it's same hat, but, but Squirrely never has the logo on it. So I'm, that's, these are the things that I'm uh, (laughs) troubled by. All right. Uh, Awesome. These are the things that keep Victor up at night. (laughs) Yeah, well, Victor is a, a queer specimen, so uh, no, it, it it is genuinely when Riley like reaches across the table and in front of a whole other human being to like mime the tit for Jonesy to suck on, that just, it absolutely slays me every time. And then Jonesy being so articulate about his titty sucking technique, mm. it and the fact that he like emphasizes the fact that he's gentle. 
and soft. So I'm going to, to, to correct you on one thing. He's not miming the tit because if you watch, Riley is giving it a squeeze while while Jonesy is giving it a suck. So I think yeah, no, I mean, the, he, the, he's, he's miming holding the tit for Exactly. Jones. So it looks like something maybe they've done a few dozen times before together. Oh, many, many, many. <laughs> Ten. I, I just laugh at this one because I mime this one for you quite often during our podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I think it's very, very funny that mm -hmm. the two of them have mimed this whole uh, tit holding. Um, it's such a ridiculous it, concept. It is. And, it's and just so funny. Yeah. It's just funny. Anyway, let's move on. Number three. We're cooking with fire now. Comic relief to your sister catching a line drive in the womanhood at softball by saying, Right, and the Twiffer. Still not laughing. Twiffer. <laughs> it's a bad look if I'm not smoking hot. At least I'm smoking pot. You can say with confidence the hockey players are still a couple dumb fucks because now after a goal they go holler, He shoots his scut. He shoots his scut. So there that is. Crosby, scut. McDavid, scut. Any more wisdoms while we got you? Yes. A, B, C, always B, lifting. Also, road games. Sometimes there are two buddies to a room, but there's only one bed. Golden rule, you can sleep pole to pole. And hole to hole. But you can't sleep pole to oh. hole. You put the dumb in wisdom, don't you? You and your sister were bickering. We spat about, I don't know what. When she said, I could argue till the cows come home. So you pointed at him in the yard at the kitchen windows. Fuck, let's not let supper get cold. Twiffer. <laughs> Still not laughing. I love that. I'm kind of laughing. Jo Jonesy's giggle is, is awesome. Uh, Jeff, explain yourself. Uh, so that one's a quick one. Um, there were uh, there aren't a whole lot of cold opens mm -hmm. that uh, Riley and Jonesy are prominent in. Mm. Um, there was another one that, that that I cut from the list, and that was the um, uh, the the. Uh, running in spandex one because i love that one mm -hmm. it just it probably would have been like my number 11 mm. but this particular cold open i mean they're just a small part of it but again they're like kind of the exclamation point on it um uh yeah there's a lot of yeah. big jokes in this twiffer pole to pole like a lot of uh yeah, and then you yeah, got that kind of like sets up their sleepover episode there. Mm -hmm. Yep, you've got the, the and the, the conversation the, with Bonnie McMurray, the mm -hmm. callback to you know the the ABC yeah. always be yeah. ABC, not yeah. C. Um, yeah, fucking butchering Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, like the then, amateurs that they are. And then I mean, just this particular, I mean, the the pole to pole thing, like. Uh, it kind of throws me back to my old like indie pro wrestling days when you know you'd be sharing uh, a, a bed on the road with two sometimes three guys you know and it's uh yeah there are definitely rules there <laughs> <laughs> i hope you were sleeping like foot to head um awesome uh so again the glengarry Glen ross subversion is always funny because mm -hmm. that play is like so intense and um this is so when you go back to series one they have the post credits clips where you see them like trying out for um, they do their audition yeah, amazing race. Yeah. For the amazing race. Like, so you can tell these guys have like aspirations to be <laughs> actors or be on TV and whatever. Uh, so to see them aping, you know, such a good Gary Ross is one of those plays that is constantly used 
in audition tapes and mm-hmm. sizzle reels because the dialogue is so quick and so intense, quite like Letter Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, but they always so fuck the up C- the letter C. Yeah. <laughs> But because they're Riley and Jonesy, and again, they share a single brain cell between them. Mm -hmm. So that is constantly amusing to me. And then again, the the um, pole to pole or hold a hole, but not pole to hole Mm -hmm. sets up so many later jokes that it's it's gratifying to see where it starts. And then, you know how it pays off later. Yeah. and then one thing about this particular segment that we were shown is I have always misliked Wayne's line where he points out the kitchen window and says, let's not supper get, let's not let supper get cold. What the fuck? Who wrote that? What were you thinking? I have questions. Turn on your location. I just want to talk. <laughs> okay. Well then, uh, Tanya. Didn't I already go? No, not on this one. Awesome was first on this one. Uh, you don't remember the scene anymore, no victor was first no vic um no not on this one anyways <laughs> i gotta go to bed All right, okay. <laughs> so you're you're passing out you're ceding your time to victor victor what do you think of this scene i don't think there's much more to say about no. the scene uh, All right. i guess that the for, for me the funniest part is at the end where katie says i'm still not laughing and she's kind of laughing so <laughs> that's yeah the, that's the punchline of it all for me. all right let's move on because this next one is a little long so uh well let's get this one going this is number two number two okay i've got mine it might surprise you but i'm going with basketball oh bonnie mcmurray will chamberlain claimed to have slept with twenty thousand women not a bad tally. Not a bad tally for one tally whacker. It's a lot of driving in the hole. It's a lot of rim work. Did you know that he also set the record for 100 points in a game wearing Chuck Taylors? Well, I hope he had the courtesy to take them off for his other record. Given their height and the size of their feet, it's safe to assume that basketball players also have the biggest... Dicks? Balls. hey So in conclusion, I submit the sport with athletes that wield the most broadskis is basketball. Jonesy? Football. Ooh, like American football or European football, a.k.a. soccer. Should call it football. Fuck off. I mean, biggest team, so mathematically, they probably have the highest gross. Not saying they wheel the most tens. Yeah, gross is the operative word here. Probably a lot of fours and fives. May the fours be with you. Because those linemen are... Offensive? Ayo. Riley. Baseball. Not to be confused with soccer baseball. Yeah, that was a dagger, buddy. Why baseball? Well, baseball players have the longest seasons, which means they're on the road the longest, which gives them ample opportunity to wheel the most Brodskis. Plus, they use the least energy of any sport, which gives them the most energy to wheel Brodskis. Changing my answer. Can I change my answer? No. It's totally cool. I get it. You can change your answer. Shouldn't hockey players be the low-hanging fruit? Well, I didn't want to say hockey players because they are the low-hanging fruit. Fucking mind reader. Yeah, same as these bro. I don't want Bonnie to be like, this guy even fucking trying? Why hockey players? Well, hockey players at any level share a hotel room on the road. So it's like curfew, right? And you're wheeling back for curfew just in time to catch your defense partner wheeling a road rocket. What then? Become his D partner. Stick to stick. Tape to tape. Can't leave. It's curfew. It's rude to stare. True. You couldn't, like, not acknowledge it. Can't beat him. Join him. If you can't beat it, join in. Rather jerk off. So an opportunity for a hockey player to wheel very often turns into an opportunity for his teammate to wheel. With this in mind, hockey players wheel the most Brodskis. Did you know that 100,000 condoms were handed out to athletes at the 2010 Olympics in Vancouver? I did. No, you didn't. I did. 
No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. 450000 at the Olympics in Rio. Fuck out of here. Yeah. Hockey players definitely hold the record for London bridging the most broad skis. You just gotta respect the load code. What's the load code? Oh, bother. The load code of the road. Don't get any brogurt on your buddy. Mind your boner batter. Don't spray any spunky Brewster. There's fines for that. Fines? Same as there's fines for stepping on your logo in the dressing room on the carpet. Yeah, or letting your jersey touch the floor. Those are pretty common things, though. You're saying accidentally brogurting on your buddy is common enough for there to be fines in place for it? Load code. Load code of the road. That's kind of hot. <laughs> oh, Bonnie McMurray. Okay. That Number is like one. the fourth Stop. time that they have attempted to tank the ship. <laughs> Jeff, explain oh, yourself. What to say? I just, I just, I just love this one. Um, <laughs> again, you don't get very many Riley and Jonesy cold opens. Um, this one is just so filled with homoeroticism. Um, you almost want them to be a couple and it's like in their heads, they're like, they're like kind of questioning, eh? you know, if she thinks that's kind of hot, you know, should we, cause I mean, it's Bonnie McMurray. Mm. Um, uh, again, you know, it's probably one of the best to, in, to me, when we were doing the cold open bracket, like this one was a contender to be a finalist. Um, we won't talk about the rest of the cold open. No, bracket. let's yeah, no, we I still have to finish that thing anyway. But oh. I just, I, I mean, I just love it. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tan, what do you think of that one? Um, have they ever taken down Bonnie? No, Bonnie's never. No. They, they've attempted or not even. I think every guy in Letter Kenny has, has, has taken a run at her, but she except hasn't for Wayne. paid it off at yeah. all yet. This was like the closest interaction that the two of them have with. Well, they do dance together during Day Beer's Day. Yeah. Oh. They're friendly. They just haven't um, sealed the deal. But they've never gone. They've th- tried. Oh, on the sleepover. Didn't they talk about they her? Went, they went to, I think. They I'm went, they went over to Gail's, but Bon had already left. Yeah, so right. they ended so up with Gail. To go hang out bon with Bon left Derry. with Rosie to go hang out with Daryl and Katie. So yeah. they ended up London yeah. Bridge and Gail. <laughs> How's that for Oh, <laughs> right. I forgot about that. Sorry. Um, yeah, the clip is fun. It's, it's, you know, again, their, their banter on, on, uh, going back and forth and how the two of them share, mm-hmm. uh, a, a mutual brain. Victor? Single multi-unit. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it was a fun scene. I, I do, I do think it went on a bit too long mm-hmm. in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as the whole time I'm thinking it's probably soccer, uh, or European football players that, that should really call it football. That, that do best. It's for the for the Americans on here, you know. I know, I know, I know. Uh, it's, it's the joke, Victor. It's the joke. Yeah, I, I needed yeah. to say it so awesome could tell me to fuck off. All right. So, <laughs> so you know, so yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that it's the number two for me, just because mm-hmm. it's there's it drags on a little bit in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, awesome. Um. Again, with how Riley and Jonesy are just like so intimate. Um. It, it's hilarious and then like you can tell that this is a dance they have danced before like they know these steps off by heart they don't even have to guess where each other's feet are they just it's pure muscle memory um and then yeah this this really does set up the the interest that we see from them in bonnie for successive seasons and um 
again, it just Jared and Jacob try so hard to like torpedo the Wayne and Bonnie ship over and over and over, and people still don't get the fucking clue. But <laughs> here it is again, oh, just in case you Bonnie missed it. He's not into it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to clip number one. anyone uptown yeah uh roll stewart glenn you know jonesy i got a whole bag of sour candies for you so you can put them in a big jar and put on the counters just just for you katie cat oh no i wanted the sour jelly beans okay but i just drove all the way to town and, and back so uh well maybe jonesy can pick them up or is jonesy gone jonesy gone Jonesy gone. Jonesy gone. Jonesy gone. Jonesy gone. No! <laughs> no? No. No. I'll go. I'll, I'll go get. I'll go get Oh, I should be explaining what's happening, I guess. Uh, It's too late. We'll let it play. Jeff's favorite. All right. uh, That was amazing. Um, Before before we get to you, Jeff, we'll just explain what happened there. Uh, Riley leaves Katie at at the farm and goes and, and... finds Jonesy who is where uh, is out in front of the convenience store and uh, both Glenn and um, the skids are fighting for Jonesy to join their side and Jonesy's looking back and forth and he can't decide and then Riley pulls up in the jeep and they look at each other and uh, have a tender moment uh, a tender exchange of glances and then Jonesy jumps into the jeep and they drive off into the sunset Jeff why did you pick this one so this was my number one and it's, it's, I mean, it's not the funniest, but um, this scene to me, it solidifies one of the truly great television bromances. Um, <laughs> the I was, a huge, silent. <laughs> I was a huge Scrubs fan. Like, I mean, I Scrubs was still is one of my favorite shows of all time. Okay. And, you know, um, uh, JD and Turk on that show, they, they like kind of defined the bromance. So in this case, it's, I mean, I can almost, they could have replaced that song with guy love from scrubs (laughs) and it would have been just as amazing. Um, ultimately the scene shows that in the end, um, love Katie, love her to death, but they don't need Katie. They just need each other. <laughs> I love it. I, you know what? I love this scene. I think it's a great pick. Um, I, I th- like. I'm only getting through Scrubs now. I'm a late comer to Scrubs, and I'm enjoying it. And I can see where where it's going in from what you're talking about. I think this is this. I call this the the John Hughes ending because it's it's such a John Hughes ending for a, a, a romance 
where the guy, you know, realizes who his love actually is and runs to her. Except this time it's Riley realizing that Jonesy is the one and runs to Jonesy and saves Jonesy from having to pick between the two uh, worst case scenarios. And just the whole timing of the hand hitting the 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 window and and the music perfectly done and then Jonesy running and jumping into the jeep and them driving away it's 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 so John Hughes it's such a like a, a ro- romantic ending it is and i mean overall that's a really great episode too that was a uh, season 4 episode 2 mm-hmm. and it's just like the whole the whole um glenn that's the come have some charcuterie with christ and then oh, the skids on the other that. side. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then the skids on the other side are all acting like like apes or monkeys. It oh, it was it's just great. <laughs> all right. Yeah, when we did it for the table read, we had a blast. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Victor, what did you think of this scene? Yeah, um, really not much else to add. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it's a very tropey uh mm-hmm you know, scene, yeah. uh, it's, you know, it's like, you know, take any rom-com and, and take the ending of, of the movie. And that's how this one, this episode ends and, you know, happy ending, mm-hmm. uh, except a bro, uh, load code, I guess. Uh, and, <laughs> and yeah, it was, <laughs> you know, I feel, I felt a little sad for Glenn at the end, but, but he'll, he'll be all right. He'll be okay. It was a good scene. Yeah, awesome. So, um, yeah, it, it really does establish that Riley and Jonesy are soulmates. And I challenge the, the use of the term bromance. This is just a straight romance mm-hmm. between the two of them. The B is silent. Go that okay. <laughs> I mean, I genuinely, I, they are each other's. They just need to have that kiss in the rain. And then you've got, yeah. To, I mean, they are soulmates. each other's primary source of support and mm-hmm. emotional intimacy and physical intimacy and everything that I've been saying this entire time. Mm-hmm. And I want to point out something. And this is one of my pet peeves. Katie did not force them to break up. She never said that they couldn't hang out. She never said that they could not spend time together. She did not manipulate them into doing anything Please stop projecting your fucking issues on Katie Cat 2022 challenge. All right. We got to really move on. We're getting close to two hours here. Tan, what do you think of this scene? I agree with everyone. <laughs> Tan is ready for bed. You are so tired, babe. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, Jeff, it was a great pick. Um, I remember doing this table read. We had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, Katie and that brink and, and, and him, you know, shouting out and the whole hand on the door <laughs> and uh, him come running um, f- for them to be together. And yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great uh, number one pick for sure. All right. Uh, before we move on to final comments, I just have really quick news here to share. Uh, Victor, you'll like this because I know you're all, all about the data. This year's Spotify rap came out yesterday and there are some highlights. Uh, here are some highlights for our podcast. Uh, we put out 48 episodes this year. Uh, that's over 4,500 minutes of audio. Uh, we were listened to in in 17 countries, and we had a 175% increase in listeners this year. Wow. Over last year, yeah. Uh, this is just on Spotify, which is crazy considering Apple's still the leader on podcasts, so albeit a very small margin between them now. but uh, So these are all stats just from Spotify. So hmm. take those stats, and, and uh, you know, Apple's probably similar. Uh, and having said that, on Spotify, we are the top podcast for 111 people 
we are the we're in the top five podcasts for 502 people, and we're in the top 10 for 826 people. Okay, that's wow. just crazy. Isn't that isn't that insane? It's, yeah, it's just Spotify. That's 800 insane people. And yeah, <laughs> and again, this this is just Spotify. So who knows, like how, how many people listen on Apple or other services? So. This is insane. I just want to thank everyone who's listened to this show uh, so much. You know, you're the reason we do this. And and so I just wanted to take a quick moment to acknowledge that. Uh, Victor, can you guess what our most listened to the episode was this year? Oh, this year. My mm. goodness. Um, I would maybe maybe I would say the finale. The, the 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 finale the shorzy finale ah you're close uh tanya i'd ask you but you're looking at my script I, Jeff, Jeff, actually i didn't look at your script can i still guess <laughs> go ahead i would say the first shorzy you're looking at my script no i didn't <laughs> no <laughs> no i'm guessing i'm guessing no truly yes. I, I tell you so tanya guessed quote unquote i did, I did. <laughs> correctly right. well, i was yeah, on the not gonna lie that was gonna be my guess the first episode, well, shorzy episode one yes you asked victor and i was going to say, when was the sleepover episode? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the, the episode where most people started hating Victor. Um, so, yes, the our first uh, Shorzy, Shorzy episode one, when we started covering it, that was our most listened to episode this uh, uh, this year. And that just goes to show, like, the appetite for more Shorzy. People just want more Shorzy. So I can't wait for that to come out. Again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we're going to go on to final comments now. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What oh, was the total downloads for Shorzy episode one? Oh, I, I, I don't have that number offhand, but it, it, it's up there overall. Like compared to our other episodes, it's one of the higher uh, ranking episodes. So overall, um, and it's only been up since when, when did we yeah. start? July that we started reviewing? Yeah. June well, or July? No, it, it, yeah, it was June yeah. because the, it came out in the U.S. on. 27 May. Yeah, I mean, obviously, our episode one uh, of, of Letter Kenny is still our, our most listened and downloaded episode, but it's also had two years to to gain all those numbers. Shorzy mm -hmm. has not almost caught up to it, but it's up in the in our top 10 episodes in the short time that we've we've uh, been doing this. So uh, it, it goes to show you, you know, just the appetite for for Shorzy content. So um, final comments, Jeff, you killed it. Thank you so much. You did a great job. Um, loved, uh, and, and I, I agree with your number one. So, um, there you go. Uh, you, you know, thank you for being a listener and a, a supporter and we look forward to season 11's coming up and I believe you're going to get a, an episode for season 11. So looking forward to having you back, bud. Tam. Thank you so much, Jeff, for putting in all that time and making your lists and checking them twice. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it's Christmas. It's Christmas. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work to put these things together and, mm -hmm. and we do appreciate it. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I think it's really cool to, to have these deep dives on the characters and, uh, to really appreciate, uh, what each and every one of them brings. So thank you so much for, for shining a spotlight on these two. Yeah. Victor. Yes. Uh, ditto, uh, Jeff, you know, you put in the work, I, you know, I can't imagine, putting in that kind of work between, you know, doing the day job that I do and stuff like that. So really, really appreciate it. Uh, awesome. You did a great mat this week. Uh, great character acting, I guess. Uh, <laughs> did so I give you enough you shit? That. Do you feel properly like razzed? Yeah, uh, not really. I feel like there's probably more room for that, but that's okay. It was, you know, it was a long enough episode this time. Um, so, uh, you know, more, more for, for, for future. 
I'm taking this feedback on board and making notes. (laughs) Uh, Yes, thank you. Awesome. You did a great job. Uh, Awesome. I'd say you did an awesome job, but that would be redundant. Oh, thank you. Uh, Yeah, no, always great to be here. Thanks for inviting me on to pinch it. Always happy to help out. Uh, Jeff, great picks. Every single one of them, completely solid. Still disappointed with the lack of the gym scene from Bush party season. Just because that whole dialogue about Tilly's and um, and um, Donnie Brooks is peak, and I think it shows a lot of what uh, Riley and Josie's thought processes are. But that aside, yeah, no, great job, good picks. Thanks Jeff. for coming out, Jeff. Go ahead. Thank you for having me. I mean, this was fun. It wasn't a it wasn't a chore at all. I mean, I usually start my day with a couple of episodes of. <laughs> letter kenny going on in the background and the only difference was this time around i had my my phone out whenever riley and jonesy were on screen i was making little notes um awesome to be honest i think that was that scene was definitely in my top what a 40 whatever i had and i think i had cut it down it might have been like number 14 when i got down to it so um yeah there were just some tough cuts that i made and you know it's fun um like this wasn't a chore at all and i'm thankful for you guys having me on i'm glad that that you feel that it went well because i'm i was just a bundle of nerves like i don't want to fuck this up don't fuck it up you did not fuck it up but you did a great job and you know what what? it it just did not it just leaves room for a part two if we need to let's play tonight off uh uh, jeff you got to pick the song and i think it's the perfect pick for tonight and and tanya's (laughs) gonna love it because this this is her jam uh this one's (laughs) called twilight zone by two unlimited Tanya's about to get on a speaker and dancing. It's like she's back up. Club 103. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, let's look at the blood flowing, eh? And that's all we have for this episode. Next week is Sudbury Saturday night. We have a group of DJs coming up from South Country, a.k.a. the USA. And we're meeting in person for dinner before they head up to Sudbury to attend the uh, Shorzy night at the Sudbury Wolves game. So we're finally going to meet Awesome in person and maybe even find out her real name. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I'll put out some audio on Friday uh, of whatever we can actually share with the public. Uh, don't forget to give our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee, some love there at DiabolicalCoffee.com. Right now, you can use our promo code PROTESTANT for 20% off any purchase from our site. If you'd like to support this podcast, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or become a patron. There's a Patreon link on our site or Twitter profile at Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Hive Social now at Pod. Thank you for joining us. Now we're going to go have a nap, eat some sandals before joining the after party. On behalf of Jeff, Awesome, Victor, and Tanya and myself, thank you for listening. Have a great week. Got cams for days.